Ask Pastorada Audio and Podcast. God bless you. I'm so excited to bring God's word to you today. I pray the grace of God continue to abound towards you. I pray that the Lord will continue to establish you in truth and to establish you in his protection, to establish you in abundance of grace that you continue to reign in life. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be sharing with us today on um, uh, deception. And I've personally given it a definition that deception are the areas of um, our gray areas. So gray, gray color, you know, gray is a mixture of black and white. It's not white and it's not black. So it's more like in the middle and um, it's a mixture. And you are not um, able to tell whether to take it for truth or take it for lies. And that is what deception is. The enemy will never present it to you as complete black, as complete lies, because he knows you're going to know, and then you're not going to accept it. So it comes in between and mix everything together. And that's been the nature from the beginning, from the temptation in the garden where God, um, uh, during creation. So I'm going to start from there and reading from Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. It said, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may eat freely, unconditionally, eat the fruit from every tree of the garden, but only from from the tree of the knowledge or recognition of good and evil you shall not eat. Otherwise, on the day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. So this is instruction to man, very clear, very plain, displaying his nature. God said you can freely eat of all the other trees in the garden except one displaying god's nature god full of mercy full of grace god of abundance god who has given us everything in abundance his knowledge everything we need to know about him is in him we have enough resources we have variety in in him we are not bored by one thing one way or one fruit as it were so talking about knowledge talking about you know the fruit in the garden actually stand for knowledge so that you are able to eat of him and his uh, truth his life and anything you get of him will satisfy you so this is the nature of god displaying his abundance to man but in the deception that um, the enemy brought to Eve in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, he said, Now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled in deceit than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent, uh, that is Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God said you shall not eat from any of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God said you shall not eat from it, nor touch it, otherwise you will die. But the serpent said to the woman, You shall certainly not die, for God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, that is, you will have greater awareness and you will be like God knowing the difference between good and evil. So when you read it very uh, fast, you might not notice any difference, but the difference is here. Satan came and told Eve and said, you shall, did God say you shall not eat of any? So any here has against freely. So God told them, eat freely. I'm not confining you. I'm not depriving you. I've given you everything that you will ever need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But the enemy came here representing 
scarcity, presenting it as though God is about to punish you. There is something God is hiding from you. There is something else that you need other than all that God has given you. And, you know, long before now, I used to think that Adam didn't give instruction to Eve. That was why she erred. But you can see here that Eve already knew what they were supposed to do. That they were supposed to, he corrected Satan by saying, no, God didn't say we should not eat any. He said we should eat of all but this one. So it was Eve that gave up her secret to Satan. So Satan did not know the right instruction, but he he just went there to try. And of course, because Eve gave him room to converse with him, then he was able to get the right instruction and then turned it around against Eve. So he now told Eve and said, no, God knows why he told you not to eat because he knows that once you eat it, then you'll be like him, you'll be wise like him. And God doesn't want you to be wise. But already God has made them complete. He created them and breathed into them his own nostrils. So they were already like God. So now deception is coming in to let her think that she's not like God by the, the fact that Eve already opened herself up by giving out her secret, by giving the right instruction to the enemy, then the enemy is now going to toy with that and mess it up. And then uh, the enemy was able to now tell her that. And then she meditated on it, what the enemy now said, the new version of a well of what God would have told her. She thought God didn't, okay, maybe God didn't explain it well. The enemy is now explaining it. In an attempt of uh, meditating on what the enemy now said, she now saw that, of course, the fruit is good. It's looking good. So why did God actually say we shouldn't eat it? So her curiosity led her into it. And of course, she ate and she gave to the husband. And then they both sinned. And then they become disobedient. So it was a sin of disobedience from the beginning. So riding on to Matthew chapter 4, talking about um, the temptation of Jesus. Jesus, after being there in the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights without food, the enemy came to tempt him. Of course, he was at that point where he would really need uh, food. And Satan came and said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. I mean, you are hungry. And of course, you are the God from the beginning. You have the ability to provide bountifully that you can eat freely. So you can as well turn these stones to bread and eat. But Jesus said, it's really not about the food, actually. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it wasn't really about just eating. It was actually about obedience. Who are you obeying? So it is not you who should tell me to turn stones to bread. It is not your word that I will obey. It is a word that comes from the mouth of God. It is the instruction of God. So if God asks me now to turn these stones to bread, I will. But not you. It is not you who will give me the instruction. So it's about who you are obeying. So he was able to disarm Satan right there and then. And Satan left. And then Satan came back again. And he said, now you're on top of the mountain. Cast yourself down because angels are there to take care of you. Because God has instructed them to do so. But again, Jesus knowing that, hey, of course you are quoting the scripture is half and half because you are deceived, you are deceptive. This is not what God said. You know, God said in Psalm 91 that he would bear his angels 
um, over you and give them charge over you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So the foot there meaning as you walk the walk of life, as you walk the path of destiny, as you do your work, perhaps there is a stumbling block. The enemy brings something on your way. God will cause his angels to protect you from stumbling, from kicking your foot against a stone. So it's not that you already know that you are standing on a high place and if you jump down, you are going to hurt yourself. So Jesus told Satan, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You don't try God. You don't want to prove that you, you want to make God do certain things. It's not you. It's about what he has said. And so Jesus is not foolish to jump, knowing fully well that that thing is obviously dangerous. So it's not about what you already know, then you want to try God to see what God will do. That is deception. So Jesus, again, resisted the devil. So in all of Jesus' temptation, you could see where he stood his ground and didn't permit the devil any further. We don't converse with the enemy. Eve made a mistake of trying to discuss with the devil, of trying to explain God's word to the devil. But devil is an enemy of God. He will always use whatever you think you know against God if you give him chance, if you open up yourself. So you must build walls around what you already know of God and continue to abide and to stay in the truth. Jesus said that my word abide in you and you abide in the word. So you have to stay in there, not drifting, not going anywhere. So in these times where deception is everywhere, is that time where you need to know God truly and know that it's about who you are obeying and know the source of what knowledge you need to work on and then stay in the truth. We must not stay on gray areas. They are dangerous areas. We must stay where it is white, purity, the truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way and his life. And in him alone, we will abide. So uh, reading again in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. And 1 Timothy 4, 16 says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continuing them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So this Apostle Paul encouraging uh, Timothy and said, You have to take heed to the doctrine or take heed to yourself. Be careful first for yourself. Make sure you are standing well. Make sure the word of God is protected in your heart. You are staying in the truth so that you are protected and you are you are safe then you are able also to instruct others and those that you instruct will definitely not deviate because you of your your own uh, error because as it were if you if you are deviating everyone else that you're going to be speaking to is going to be in that light so if I, if you are a leader or you are a parent you are a teacher you are in a position to instruct others especially in these times of course we teach in small groups and all if you are in error everyone else whatever you're going to say is going to be in error so take heed to yourself and then take heed on how you instruct other people you know there's this situation where I used to wonder why men of some men of God, you know, when they are praying for people, they are casting out devil or deliver, making doing deliverance, and they get to a point. Some of them will say oh, the devil told them, gave them instruction. So as they are praying for the devil, uh, 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 for the person, Satan starts speaking through that person, and then they start following that instruction. How do you think Satan will tell you truth? Is there truth in him? So when he gives you, tells you something, then you start acting based on that. 
You should know the word of God, what to do to that individual. It's, you don't wait for the demon in the person to speak. And a lot of wrong doctrines have been built on those a very wrong doctrines because Satan said it. So is it what Satan said versus what God said? Or you are standing upon the word of God. No doctrine should be built on anything other than the scriptures and not just the scriptures because there are many things written there. Only the inspired word of God, only the word that comes out of the mouth of God, the breath of God, the word that is inspired by the spirit of God. Some people tell you, look at where it is written. But do you understand why it is written? What is the inspiration from it? For instance, when you say it's written as concerning Judas, Judas hung himself. So that is clearly written in the Bible. So are you going to hang yourself too because it's written there? So you see, it's only the word inspired by the Spirit of God to have the life of Jesus. That is what gives life. So we must be careful in these days not to be deceived. We must not walk on gray areas. It must be clear. It must show the nature of God. Is this how God will act? Is this how God will do it? Is this what Jesus died for me to have? These are ways for us to ask questions. And before you run with any doctrine, make sure it is of God. And I pray that you will not be deceived. I pray those that you're leading will not be deceived. I pray that your children will be covered. I pray that we will have selective hearing in these times, that we will hear only from God. We take only instruction only from God, like Jesus did. He didn't debate with the enemy. He didn't put him in a conversation to convince the enemy. You can't convince him. He's a liar from the beginning, and he will be. He's an enemy of God. So don't partner with him in any way. Resist the devil, the Bible says, and he will flee from you. So I pray you keep standing immovable, strong in the Lord to the glory and praise of his name in Jesus' name. Amen.